2: Top Dog, Braden Soprunnett back at it for another additional high school football podcast. We were already in week five, six, so. week, five? week five. Teams have already played six games. Um, I think we're in week six, matter of fact, including week zero. I, people Teams have played six games. A lot of them are playing their seventh game. I lose, lose track at this point of the year. We're in the middle of the season. I don't really want to say dog days of the fall yet because we're not there really there yet, just starting the fall last week. But. Um, we're starting getting the league play. That's where you start getting the the rivalry games, teams that know each other all the time, evenly matched, and the ones that really put a wrinkle into rating systems that the turn the playoffs. So that's gonna be it's gonna be a fun couple of weeks here as we get some uh, league races underway. Uh, let's talk about last week. Yep. Obviously, we had some had some close games in some games that we didn't think were gonna be close. We had uh, two teams in San Diego beat beats. Um, you know, really good out-of-town squads. And then another team also beat a team uh, from Bakersfield. San Diego owned Bakersfield this weekend uh, with Lincoln and Carlsbad winning. Helix beats Trinity League School uh, in Servite, which is impressive dis- despite whatever Servite's record may be. Um, but overall, a-, a very interesting week last week.
3: I would agree. I think the most impressive one. And by the way, I owe a, uh, I guess I owe lunch to Roland Ville, uh, Helix, because <laughs> I said that... Uh, Servite would win that game, so he texted me. He didn't like that, so he texted me and said, we're going to beat them. <laughs> and sure enough, they did. They, they won that game. Um, I think the most impressive win for me was uh, Carlsbad-Liberty. Liberty um, is a pretty good football program, and uh, Carlsbad went out there and handled them.
2: First game with their tight end. Looked a little bit different offensively yeah. and defensively. The transfer from Santa Fe Christian, who was on a tear um, against Liberty. So we'll see how they go as they finish off Avocado League play. Uh, you mentioned Helix beating beating Servite, obviously a good win. to battle the bagpipes, if you will. Both both schools got the story tradition of the bagpipes leading onto the field, which is kind of cool. Um, but they go one on one against Servite over the last two years. So uh, hats off to Helix on that one. Tough one next time out, where well, they got to play Mission Viejo. I don't know if that's this weekend or next weekend. I just know it's the next game on the schedule. It's a little bit of a uh, of a of a gauntlet there for Helix before they start league play. Is Rob Johnson still coaching there? I don't know. The, so the former Buffalo
3: Bill quarterback was uh, was a coach at Mission Viejo for several years. And his dad was the, when he was coach in Mission Viejo
2: history. I'd have to look it up. So, you but, know they have
3: five hundred kids in their football program.
2: It doesn't surprise me. That's it's a very insane. large school.
3: That's insane though. Five hundred I mean, kids in a football program.
2: A lot of large schools up in Orange County. <laughs> when we talk about the difference between San Diego teams and Orange County schools, I, I, I think it's funny. Um, you know, a little sidetrack. It's you know teams like Centennial always talk about. You know we're the we're the public school that gets it done. I think they got, like, 5,000, 6,000. I mean, it's like they got, like, more were. than 5,000 kids at their school. So it's like, all right, well, attendance numbers, you're kind of the same. You're <laughs> playing the same game. It's really that's kind like of saying,
3: the same. You know, that's like putting uh, San Marcos and Hills together on one campus. Right.
2: I mean, think like about one team. Yeah. San Marcos team. Yeah. How, dom- how dominant would they be? It'd be great. It'd be a great team. We've talked about that before, so we digress on that story. A um, couple other scores that were surprising to me. Not the result, but the way that the score was. Madison beating Granite 15-12 to 12 no, let me was surprising to me.
3: Yeah, let me talk about that one for a minute. So, you know, I, I, I got a call uh, late Friday night after the game uh, from the defensive coordinator for Madison. Uh, ben, and he said, Chris, TD, they're for real. He said, they got a three-headed monster over at running back over there. And he doesn't think there's anybody that can stop in the division two. I don't think there is either. He even said they're going to give Helix a run for their money. So... It'd be interesting. I mean, they could win. Um, they were in the Grossmont Hills League. That's correct. That's gonna be that's gonna be a, a first time in a long time the Helix didn't win it. So that's gonna be a big game.
2: Well, that that was kind of the, the conversation we had last week about Granite. Was like, are they good enough to knock down Helix? And I think uh, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks, obviously, because they're gonna go through league play. Uh, Still, Canyon and Grossmont are just not having really good seasons. I mean, they're definitely in major, major rebuild modes. Um, you know Is that a
3: pun on Major Gibbons?
2: No, that's not a pun on Major Gibbons. Oh, okay. Um but talking with Longerbone after the game, I mean the thing I think about Steel, I mean last week they're down to like twenty four kids in the program. We talked about this. Everybody there there a lot of guys six. Major Gibbons didn't even play in the game um for a different injury, but which Longerbone said you know, give it a couple of years, they're gonna be they'll be back and ready to go. So I don't know if they got some some kids coming through the program that, that are gonna uh, up it a little bit, but it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to see Steel Canyon this down, um, you know, and a Grossmont team this down. But Granite Hills, to go back um, to our original conversation. Yeah, what happened to East <laughs> County football? I don't know. I mean, it's Helix and everybody else, and Helix isn't the same dominant. I, mean, I mean, they're not dominating a lot of teams out there. I know they beat Servite, but um, it's just it's super down. It's weird. But to go back to what I was talking about with, with Granite, they have two losses. They're both the D1 schools. They're to Madison, yep. who is ranked number one in the UT poll, top three in all ranking categories, and, pa- and Poway. Yeah. They lost to Poway. And both teams they had leads on early in the game and gave up the leads late and ended up losing. So they're they're definitely gonna be to me the team to beat in division two. Um, you know, and if, if Madison's sitting there going like, hey man, they gave us everything they had and that was close. I mean, they they needed like the final they need to score fifteen points in like six minutes. To win that game, and they were able to do it, which is hats off to Madison on that on that standpoint. But even better showing at of Granite Hills, and we talked about no moral victories on this podcast, but that was that's a pretty good effort there uh, from Granite. The other game, you told me off air about what this score was potentially going to be from one of the coaches. I will not say exactly what the what what the conversation was, but Mount Carmel beat Rancho Buena Vista and beat them down. I mean, they beat them thirty eight to seven. Second time in RBV history where they're a game from going 6-0 and and Mount Carmel just obliterates them and well, ends their perfect I'll, I'll drop, season. I'll
3: drop names. The DC over there actually texted me and said, you know, they're not going to score on us. And they, I thought that they was basi- pretty bold. They basically I mean, did it. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought that was pretty bold. I, thought, right. you know, I, I respected the running game, the Hogs up front for RBV, and then Connor Underhill slinging that rock. You know, this has turned into uh, somewhat of a rivalry. You know, from what I'm hearing in the streets, the kids over at at Mount Carmel, they're not big fans of the whole RBV program. And so they they really take pride in the fact that, you know, they're going to ruin their record. They're going to give them their first loss. And so, you know, they got up for this game. I think their defense played well. I'm not sure how RBV scored. I think it might have been on special teams. I didn't see the highlights from that game. But
2: uh, but even if they only gave up seven, you basically shut the team out. I, I mean, you just, ba- I he basically honest, backed it up, I was, right? I,
3: I was very surprised. Right. Um, I'm surprised, too. I owe the D.C. Deontay Lee over there at Mount Carmel uh, lunch, so I'm going to be kind of... This week, because I owe two guys lunch. You owe a lot of guys lunch, man. No, man. You, you I mean, should you just
2: know. have one just lunch party and invite all the coaches no. you see, owe lunch no, to. No, no, no. Just knock you. it out one time. I, that would be nice, but no. No, I, see, I, 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 know I know you, take, Chris. You want to go out. You just want to have a little bit of, hey, let's go up to Penasquitos, my spot here. I'm yeah. going to have some food there. Right. Then I got my spot out in La Mesa I want to yeah. go to. You just want to branch out. and It's bit, an excuse you know? to get all your food all around town. San Diego's got a lot of good food to offer. But Deontay Lee, you
3: know, he's a great coach. Coach's defense, he's probably one of the better. You know, I've said this in the past. He's probably one of the better defensive coordinators in San County, probably in the top five in my opinion. And uh, he really put together a game plan to shut down both the running game and the passing game uh, for an RBV team that's been on a roll.
2: Now, these two teams obviously renewed their old rivalry last year when they they brought up the game again, old uh, Valley League uh, team, or Palomar League, I think at the time, Uh, way back in the day when – Dave, Dave Roberts, Roberts was Isn't playing yeah, for Rancho Buena say, Vista. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went through it. It's funny because I put the article together when we do the whole yeah. the whole breakdown, and I did the research on on Partleton Sports. Um, I gave them a shout on the air yesterday. Um, Partleton Sports. Anybody that doesn't know, it is a website that has every single high school football game played in San Diego's history on it. Um, there's no box scores, but it has everybody's season. You can go down like Chris. You can pull up your seat whenever you're. You know, yours were at Crawford. You can go on there and just – and they'll have all the scores from all your games – on there, and it's all it's all storied in history, and they got the history of all of it and the coaches. And I, you know, it's kind of cool wanna, to to kind of go I don't know if through I that. Go
3: back and look through some of ours. I remember we had for a number of years we had the worst loss in Santa County. <laughs> uh, it was eighty eight to nothing. Oh God! So I don't know if I want to go back and relive any of those days at Crawford. Yeah, but it's it's kind
2: of cool to reminisce on some of the teams. You yeah. go through, I'm like, oh yeah, that RBV. Team. I, hey, did you know an RBV in nineteen ninety three was you know this good? Or you yeah. could just look 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 back at what. Dave Roberts' year was when he played there, and it's it's kind of fun to, to put together. Um, the other one, Point Loma beat La Jolla, but destroyed them. I mean, they won forty nine to nothing. That was a shocker. Wing uh, T team now. Joel Allen decided to go with the wing T. Um, you know, they what's took, going
3: on in La Jolla? I don't know. It's I mean, a couple two games. years ago, what COVID year? Point Loma didn't even have a team, right? You know, so and where? What a year and a half, eighteen months later. And, you know, they're ranked number 14 in the county, and they're smashing La Jolla. Right. I think Point Loma I, did I a, just didn't see this coming.
2: Point Loma did a really good job in the last couple of years of, you know, redoing the schedule because they had the Hastings schedule before, and that was like playing a bunch of D1 schools getting, and what have you. teeth kicked Right. Then. So they kind of – they redid the schedule. They dropped down a couple of leagues, yeah. um, you know, to play teams more of their caliber, get everything, you know, their feet underneath them. Um, it didn't take very long, though. No, and then, but, the, but then they also – they go to a wing T offense which we've talked about this before it's not sexy but if you're a team like Point Loma if you can run those six plays really well and block it well it's hard to stop and that's that's a good offense to run if you don't have the big guys or you don't have the super fast skill guys now i'm not saying Point Loma doesn't have that know, but that it's an e- it's an equalizing it's an equalizing offense to run and, and if you run it right and Joel Allen's running it right over there at Point Loma. You're going to beat a lot of teams and they, and beat them down. Like and for La Jolla, obviously, it's been a couple of years since they were on the rise. And beat Helix in that shortened spring season, um, and then you know obviously they had to go to D1, and then and then they're kind of coming back down a little bit. But I would imagine they'll do pretty well in league. Uh, other games, we'll just rip through them real quick. Uh, Santa Fe Christian beat Escondido Charter in kind of our small school game of the week to beat them twenty to fourteen. Cathedral over Steel Canyon, thirty-five-three. Modern Day beat down on Saints, forty-four to nothing. Got their first win of the year. Carlsbad, like we mentioned, beat Liberty, twenty-seven nothing. Real quick, anything really talk about on those games?
3: Congratulations to Modern Day on getting their first win of the season.
2: Got their first win. They're gonna probably get their second win against Central, and then they should be able to roll through Lee. Yeah, I don't understand that game, but okay. they might. They might go. They're, they're gonna go six and four. They'll win out from here on out. Is that what you're saying? Yes, they will win out. Okay. be beat Eastlake. Oh yeah, They'll beat Eastlake. Right. Eastlake's looking for their first win. They've had a lot of injuries. They've had a lot of problems. Yeah, a lot of things. Why do we go that say way. that every year with East Lake? I don't know. I mean, they one of the one of the better programs, and it's it's. You say one of San the San Diego programs? high. I'll put it this way: San Diego high school football, as a whole, is better when East Lake is one of the top teams. Yeah, you know, I'll say this: the only person that could win it there
3: you got fired twice from there.
2: You got fired twice.
3: I don't know how you get fired twice from San school
2: when you're the leading winningest winning coach in school program history. In history. Um – we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, do our top 10. We also have guests today. Yeah. We'll talk about that. When we come see back as well. See shirt? I did see the shirt. Is it, that foreshadowing? It's, it's ooh, ooh. We get on Ooh. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out when we come back. He's a live one. On the High School Football Podcast with Top Dog and Brains and Brennan.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just
1: aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Still haven't figured out the cameras yet, so that's uh, kind of a downside of this podcast. But it's all right. We're, we're, We're making it happen. We have a special guest coming up. Uh, that we're going to be joining us right after we talk about our top 10. Um, so we'll tease it a little bit longer. But the for, the little kind of hint is TD's shirt right now. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see who walks through that door. How about that? Uh, let's talk about the top 10. So the UT writers poll after week five. It is week five. Went with Madison, number one, 16 votes, same as last week. Carlsbad, too, with five first-place votes. They jump up from three to two. They pass Lincoln. Lincoln with two first-place votes in third. Cathedral with five first-place votes in fourth. Helix in fifth with two first-place votes after beating Servite, then Poway, Granite Hills, Modern Day, La Costa Canyon, and Mira Mesa. That is the UT writers' poll, TD. What is your... Top ten before I give you mine, or do you want me to no, give no, you I'm mine nice first. first? All right, cool. I still got Cathedral number one. I got Lincoln number two. I swapped them with Carlsbad and Madison. I got Carlsbad three at four and one. I got Madison four, <clears throat> excuse me, at five and zero. Uh, Helix five still at five and one. Poway at six five and oh. Granite Hills seven four and two. Modern Day eight one and four. Mira Mason nine four and one. La Costa Canyon ten three and two, not really much of mine changed except I bumped Lincoln up a couple spots. And I actually did end up moving Madison down, um, for that close, close one against Granite Hills, but Cathedral Lincoln and Madison all have to play each other. We'll see what Carlsbad does in the avocado league. And, uh, we'll see if Helix is hanging around, but there's, there's a lot of good teams there in the, in the top 10 and the, and especially in the top six.
3: All I gotta say is Western league dominates. So let's start with my, uh, my top 10 or, uh, I'm a, Lincoln's got to stay at one. I mean, for me, they go out and they beat an out-of-town team. And uh, so they stay at one. Cathedral's at two. Madison stays at three. I mean, the handle business against the team. I think it's actually really, really underrated in San Diego. Um, I got Carlsbad at four. Helix at five. Poway at six. Uh, Granite Hills at seven. Mayor Mesa at eight. Modern Day at nine. And ten is La Costa Cane.
2: This is, like, one of the first years that you and I have had, like, the same teams in the top ten every yeah. week. It's just a little bit flip-flop. It's a weird – it's just a weird year. I mean, it's just – it's it's hard to fill out the rest of the, the tops. After the top six, maybe seven now in Granite, it's just kind of hard to fill out the rest. I mean, you got – So, what teams do you think are, are solid? I mean, let's just
3: be honest. Top okay. six. The top six. What are I think the six? top in, six. any random order, let's – it doesn't matter the order, but give me your top six, period. Again? Just overall, yeah. Okay. Not in any random order, just – to see how many of these I have,
2: um, I think you know Cathedral. Until somebody beats them in town, is going to be in the yep. top six. I also okay. think they're a solid team, despite you know what their record says and based on who they've played. Right. Uh, Lincoln, I think, is a solid football team in town too. I really do. I I, I think with Ro- having a player like Roderick Robinson, <laughs> it just it just puts you at the top of the the pecking order so because of all the things that he can do. Madison, I think, is I mean, can a. Can I
3: address Lincoln for just a second? All
2: right.
3: So Kmart calls me. Their running back coach over there at, at uh, Lincoln uh, this week. By the way, we uh, I need to um, put a correction statistic out. I think we were saying that San Diego teams hadn't beaten out of town teams. I want to be clear. Um, Lincoln did beat two out of town teams before.
2: I did uh, know about those. Yeah. So I said I said our teams hadn't beaten anybody that was really impressive. yeah that that and, and it came across as we didn't beat anybody because Mission Hills beat some teams out of town too. Um, you know I I think the mo- the two most impressive wins for our teams out of they town need right now do name
3: recognition right
2: it wasn't like Premier it wasn't we could puff our chest out where San Diego because steel beat Heritage, yeah right and and Lincoln did a good job playing out of town playing capital I mean they had to fly to Capital Christian in right. Sacramento they had to go to ba- are you kidding me they had to yeah. go to Bakersfield last yeah. week that is a terrible drive yeah so they had to do that they had to play Alley on the road and you know, if they would have beat Allemania, I would have given them a lot of credit for that. But, you know, because Alamany is one of those, again, storied programs, even though they're kind of down this year. And then they played um, St. Bonaventure at home. But it's a shame. I mean, they have to do that. Yeah. Because nobody in town wants to play them. Yeah. Cathedral has to do that. I think a lot, all these teams about the name have to do that because nobody wants to play them. But the one thing that, that Kmart
3: and I talked about, uh, the difference between this year and last year. Um, you know, last year's team probably had more talent. But Lincoln? this year's team, this two years' I'll team agree. plays together. This year's team, you know, watching the games, watching these guys, um, they're selfless. You know, there's not one guy on there that is playing for himself. And so the magic I see in the football program this year, I haven't seen in, in quite a few years. And I think that leadership comes directly from the hard work that Roger Robinson puts in and the leadership of some of the seniors on that team that say, hey, you know what, we're going to play for each other. And you could, when watching those games, you see a difference in this year's Lincoln team. Um, they're more disciplined. They're more focused on, on the overall goal. And they're not out there, you know, beating their chest and rally crying like in the past. You know, the, these guys are really, really focused. And so, you know, Cameron and I talked about that. And that's just one of the differences. I think they had, like I said, I think they have more talent last year. But I think this team is better just because they're playing for each other.
2: Well, and I, I, you mentioned, I think Roderick leads the way. We interviewed him last year. Yeah. A great young man, great kid. He, he takes care of business on and off the field. His leadership kind of style, the, the hey, presence he brings. UCLA, man, the presence he brings in in the conversation. You don't just go to you know, UCLA; just doesn't offer you. Right. You know, despite whatever their program is as a whole right now. I mean, it's still UCLA. They, they like you, Jackie Robinson. They like there. they like the athlete that represents UCLA. Right, I mean, it's a brand thing. It is. I mean, and, like and I said, Jackie Robinson. Right, there. and and but like UCLA has to, they have to offer certain kids because yep. they have to be able to get it done academically, yep. which Roger Robinson can do. They have to be able to represent the university. I mean, there's, right. it's not like, I don't want to just dog some other schools. It's not like some of these other schools that can just throw out offers right. and just you know, you have to, you have to be legit to play in the Pac-12 with the Power Five. You have to be legit to play at an academic school like that. And uh, He's definitely desert- – him and Trey Edwards are going to be great representing San Diego. And think about all the the UCLA products we've well, you know, had that are San on that Diego kids. Another
3: kid on the team that doesn't get a lot of love is uh, one of the best corners in San Diego, and that's Chris White. Chris White? Yeah. I mean, dude, here's another kid. This kid's going to Yale. Now, Yale's not a football program per se, but, I mean, Fitzpat- Ryan Fitzpatrick played at Yale. No, he played at Harvard. Take that back. It doesn't
2: matter. It's an Ivy League.
3: All I'm saying is he's setting it. himself up for life going to Ivy League Kids school. going
2: to Yale. Yeah, it's great. In my
3: wildest dreams, as smart as I could ever think I would be, I'd never get into Yale. I mean, it's so rare and so special for a kid to to go to a Yale and get a football,
2: you know, to go to be accepted, get a scholarship, go and play at Yale. That's unbelievable. Well, think about this. We're talking about, like, just the talent level in San Diego compared to everything else. we not We might not be sending kids to the biggest power fives right now. But we are sending kids to Ivy League schools, and we're sending them to b- great academic institutions where they can continue their football career. They get money off so they can afford these schools, right. and they're setting themselves up for life. Absolutely. I mean, think about some of the t- – Jackson boys at Stanford, Yeah. right? I
3: mean, by the way, did you watch him play this last weekend? He's playing yeah. a lot. That, I couldn't believe it. I mean, he's playing against, you know, Washington State. Right. Wa- no, Washington. He was by getting double-teamed te- double U- against that USC. I wanted to yeah, see Austin Turner, too, so – it's all good, but
2: anyway, we're, it, it's great. So to go back to, to Did you to see? Six, I was looking
3: for a number seventeen on the sidelines up there at Stanford. No, I you didn't see him. That, you, you know who that kid is?
2: Yeah, who's that? I'm not gonna say it. You can say it? No. Why not? I'm not gonna say it. Why not? Is that who you're looking for? Yeah. You didn't see him out there. I didn't see him. I think it's a. I mean, it's great that he's there, but um, to go is he back, a clipboard. To go. <laughs> He's like clipboard Jesus, like Charlie Whitehurst. <laughs> uh, let's get to the – so I, I had Cathedral and Lincoln, I think, are solid teams. I think Carlsbad's a solid team, too. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're as good as last year. Carlsbad? I do not. I, do I think not. last year's team – I'm going to tell you right uh, now. Hold on, though. No, We're no, no. Hold on, addition. Chris. Last year's Carlsbad team, this season, nobody would touch. Nah, I don't know if I, I agree with that. I, I'm going to say it right now. I don't know. Last year's Carlsbad team, this season, would be the team to What's beat. What's the difference? The running game? Their running game, they're bigger. They were bigger last year. They had a lot more weapons. With, with I'd Zane. like to see I, what
3: I, I. I'm. I'm going to hold my reservations yet to see what that that tight end transfer from Santa Fe Christian does before I'm going to say they're not as good.
2: I think they're. I think they were better last year than they are this year. But I still think they're Any solid. Given Any given Friday night, they're solid because Thad does a great job up there at Carlsbad. We got to wrap this up pretty quickly. Um, Madison, I think is a solid team. Helix is a solid team. And I think Poway, with what they got right now, is also a solid team. I think those are all your top six. I'm not sold on Poway yet. We'll see. They're my six, though. And they're not my six. You had them at six, and you're no, like, I think I had them at seven. I think you had them at six. No, they, they're better than. I think they already proven they're better than Granite. They beat them. I think they probably beat Modern Day. This state of Modern Day. This state of Modern Day. And I think they beat Mira Mason. I think they beat LCC. I don't think they beat Mira Mason. I think they do. I watched Mira Mesa play in person. Okay. I, I, think, just, I think I think mean. I think their running backs really good, but I think Connor Rath would be a problem for their defense.
3: Hmm.
2: I do. I agree. That's a game like we talked about three weeks ago. We talked about schedules. Yeah. That's a game they should play. A game we How we and Mira Mesa should play each other all the all the, all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Uh so we talked about the top ten. Our guest is here. Is Reddit, that, he's, I think so. Is that big to he gave him a look like, who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> we're going to bring back our guest when we come back on the High School Football Podcast with Top Dog and Braden Sprint. Well, we ended up tracking down our guest. He was here for like a half a second, and then <laughs> and then you gave him a bad look, and then he he, well, he yeah. dipped, and we're like, where did where did he go? Right? But he's in the
3: parking lot, and he's driving off. He's
2: driving off. No, it's all right. I already left, and then we got him back. But Charles James is joining us here on the High School Football Podcast.
3: Yeah, the James game.
2: So we... We kind of promoted it with the he had the shirt on to kind of kind of tease really. that you were coming <laughs> on. <laughs> my, 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 my He's got right
4: is right that here. is that your state championship? Break? No, this is the Hall of Fame ring. Oh, Everybody
2: look at that. Got One of those ones. You oh, know. that's <laughs> sweet. Repping that. So let's obviously we talked about or we didn't we didn't talk about, but you know a lot of people know you from you know your days at the head coach at, at San Diego High, mm-hmm. um, you at know, UC too, at UC as well, mm-hmm. and then of course now. You went from the coaching, you took the coaching headset off and you Mm -hmm. got the broadcasting, uh, you know, journalist headset on. Talk to us about, you know, for anybody that hasn't checked out your new segment yet on Mm -hmm. on the PPR, what exactly is it about, how it came about, and and, and some things that you enjoy doing doing this new new line of work?
4: Yeah, well, we have this new segment with PPR, and um, it's about bringing, basically, um, Paul Rudy wanted to, uh, you know, sink his teeth into these young kids like early and get a story on them before they get there. So you, when you look at it for the most part, if you go through the whole rankings or whatever, uh, far as like high school, when you get to that level, your freshman year, your sophomore year, basically you should be in JV and freshman. Right. So PBR really has two years to even get a story with you. And one year is building up all the, the hoopla around you. So, um, just think if we had film on Chris Olave when right. he was nine years old and we had that all the way up to high school and then so on and all the way to the NFL. Um, so that's the main thing that, um, you know, Paul wanted to do is say, Hey, let me meet these kids before, because once they get, Chris knows he, he's he been there yeah, and big time. you know, <laughs> yeah, man, you get DC and they get their girlfriends, they driving cars now and they're like, ah, oh, I can't do this interview. You know? So, um, I, I think it's a great thing right now because you're meeting so many kids um, that are talented. The football IQ of these kids is crazy. It's, it's not like when we came up, where you know we play eight games and we move on. They're they're playing year round and yeah, travel you know it's, now. yeah it's crazy.
2: Yeah, right, let's let's talk a little bit about the youth, the well, youth I've football in my, San Diego. I'm gonna ask my first my first, yeah, uh, go ahead. My first question gonna you put him on it. the spot. Okay,
3: so everybody knows that uh, Reed Dudley. Mm -hmm. around the youth sports center. Mm -hmm. So when you came out with the James gang, I want to know how pissed off was Reed Dudley that he didn't get to do this deal and you did it instead.
4: He wasn't, he wasn't pissed at all because he's a part of the team uh, with, with, with with me and um, you know, I reached out to a lot of um, youth coaches and a lot of uh, youth influencers and um, he definitely was one of those guys that, you know, um, joined the team and helped me uh, reach out to some of these young ga- guys that we don't really know about. And, and, and they can't wait to get top dog to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, for those of you that don't know, mm-hmm. uh, Reed Dudley is a, a, a storied mm-hmm. and a legend in youth football. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been here longer than, than I've been around. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reed does a lot of stuff he does for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, promoting kids, he you mm-hmm. know he'll himself the youth sports center. <laughs> That's so, awesome uh, yeah. on all the social media channels, and yeah. he does an excellent job. Very of, good job. Uh, promoting mm-hmm. the, these kids. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he and he's been trying to get on with uh, PPR for years, and mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm excited to see that, that Charles is, is uh, you know
2: promoting these kids before they get into high school. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. I mean, the PPRs they went from when I was going through um, high school. I graduated in 13. I mean, it was just it was just, it was just high school football, yeah. Yeah. and that was it. And then after I graduated, when I was in college, then they started doing the all sports report, and then they started doing other high school games, and then they started throwing in the little league world series type yeah, kids. Yeah. And now they got, they got pop Warner highlights on Saturdays. Dude,
3: who else, everybody commits on on KUSA. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, mean there's nobody else. Committing they've just anywhere gone else. like
2: full. Youth sports, which is great because yeah. it's like an avenue for a lot of kids that don't, you well, know. That speaks to, to McKinnon to Broadcasting. Out. Right.
3: You know, McKinnon mm-hmm. Broadcasting, the only independent station here in San Diego, mm-hmm. um, you know, they really believe in, in, in giving back to the community and
4: being part of the for community.
2: For sure, for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, just youth football in, in general and, and youth football and pop Warner just in San Diego. Based on what you've seen, like, do we have a lot of kids playing football? Is it is it, are the numbers back up from from your experience? And, you know, what's kind of, I know you sort of already mentioned it, but you know the level of play in San Diego. What's 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 it like in, in 2022?
4: The numbers are up. the numbers are down in certain leagues, right? Um, but you have certain some leagues like Pop Warner, because everybody looks at the youth because the youth was um, unlimited and things right. like that. But you have youth USA, Pop Warner, so you have three different leagues and their kids all over. So when we go and and look at Pop Warner, they they have you know, uh, Coach Kier is coaching, um, and he was like, we have a full schedule, and it's 24 teams in our division. And, you know, and then you go to the youth, um, and it's a little bit more watered down far as the numbers in each league, but they have powerhouse teams right. because they're more geared to um, winning national championships right. and, and traveling. So you, you kind of have the two of the different. Pop Warner is a little bit more of a – it's kind of old school a little bit. Um, not to say that's in a bad way, it's just you know, they're, they're more of uh, of kids that's going from sport to sport,
2: right? Um, like it's we, that season. It's like all right, yeah. well, you travel baseball in the spring and then right. come and and it's a lot of kids yeah. like playing football for the first time, right? Um, instead of kids that might might take it as playing football year round. That's what, yeah, kind of deal. You know,
3: yeah. the IE you know has the, the IE ducks, right? Mm-hmm. They got in a lot of trouble a couple years ago for having an older older kid play. younger league um do we have those type of issues here in san diego or
4: no well you know one thing that i can say um the the politics in high school um they're they're more uh controlled based i guess because because you got uh you got scott Juicy, you got um you got um Joe Hines you got those guys that are like listen you get out of line <laughs> you lose your job <laughs> uh, with you sports I mean it's the wild wild west sometimes when they get into these arguments and stuff about things and um, it's like I'll get there and they're like hey this is the team you need to see. I'm like, hey, we're just here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <You know>?
3: So <laughs> the famous martial Yeah, image. I'm here so I don't get fined. That's right. Man. So, we're
2: but doing our
4: job. All right. It's it's a fun it's a fun thing because I have love for everybody. I have no enemies. I don't even have enemies in high school anymore. Like it's so many people in high school. Are we sure about that? We're dead serious. <laughs> it's so many people in in high school that. When I'm when I was coaching against them, that you know, it's shots here, thrown here. I've never thrown a shot at anybody publicly, but now it's like, Coach James, we respect you so much because the competition level is there, right? You know, and and um, myself included.
2: Cool. When you're in the same league and stuff like that, you yeah. See all the time. It's,
4: yeah, it's it's cool. I'm I'm not even gonna throw myself out. Like I was competitive as well, and I get to sit back and watch all these coaches and and just be a fan of of football and coaches now, so.
3: Well, speaking of that, I mean, Braden and I off air were talking about, you know, his dad coaches and mm-hmm. says, oh, I'm going to take a year off.
2: And he's been coaching for almost 40 years now. He's uh-huh. still coaching now. at he's, you know, Once I got to Cathedral, he started coaching there after a long time at Rosemont, Santana, Kearney. Like, yeah. he's been all over the place. And he had – he – once me, my brother, my sister all went through Cathedral, he's still there because mm-hmm. they, they won't let him leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants – you know, he's – 50s. He's in his mid 50s now. He wants to travel, visit mm. my brother in college, visit mm. my sister who's working in Nashville. He's like, I need to take a year off. But every time he takes a year off, he's like two or three weeks into the off season, yeah. and he's itching to get back out there. So yeah. we were talking before you showed up. I was like, I gotta ask Charles. Mm. You know, do you have? Do you still have that itch when you're no. out there to come back and coach at any? Not not necessarily be a head coach, but just go out there and coach high school again. I, it hasn't hit me yet.
4: I've been at, you know, I've I've. I've I've been to Cathedral game like those are things I couldn't do when I was coaching.
2: Right, right. you can't go see anybody else. You couldn't right.
4: see anybody else. Right. So I actually went and and um, I went to Cathedral Modern Days game and I sat on Cathedral side and at first I'm like, I wonder if they. <laughs> 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 and it was all love, but um, you know I, I've been to uh, I'm going to the the Lincoln game this week and um, um I I went to uh, a couple of games just here in uh, Westview games and. Um, I need to go see one of my old teammates, Poway. Um, I need to go check Poway out and see them bring him to the woodshed there. I need to <laughs> see that. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I'm actually enjoying it. Um, I haven't had that itch. Now, I have had that itch watching the game. Like, I would have called this or I would have did right. that. But I haven't, far as the 707s and getting guys, uh, you know, Ready for college. Ready for college,
2: not, nah. And strength oh, and conditioning man. during the off season yeah. and making sure everybody's oh, doing everything that, yeah. they're supposed to. And you'll see all of that stuff. Like, that's all the yeah. stuff, like my dad says, I don't want to do any of that stuff. No. Nah. So, you know, Cathedral cut of a cool deal. It's like, all right, well, you got to come back. You don't have to go to the, any of that stuff you don't want to go to. Yeah. Just show up on and, and do the fun stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, I would imagine on Friday nights when you go out to those fields, mm-hmm. dude, I'm sure you get a little bit of that buzz and being like, man, I wish we were – Wish I was going toe to toe with some of these guys out there. You know what? I'll tell you
4: this Coach Doyle, um, watching Cathedral um, against modern day, because I run Wing T. Mm -hmm. And um, I I can be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But to me, I think this is going to be probably, and it might not show in a reflection of the records, but it will be to me his best coaching um, this year because he doesn't have all the pieces that, you know, he has. And so when I went to the modern day game, modern day clearly was outsizing, um, yep. cathedral. Clearly I'm like, wow, I've never seen cathedral this small. And I actually seen him call plays. And, and, and at certain times I ca- I will call the same play cause we run the same office. I'm like, all right, he's going to hit him with Lee gut. Now, now he's going to come in and, and it was going. So I came, became a fan as well as like, I'm in the booth with him or right. something, right. <laughs> you know, that was fun. Um, so I, I think those type of games like that um, that kind of drives me back to saying, man, nah, you know, I miss that. But um, everybody doesn't run wing T, so I don't get that excited. Speaking so right of that, before we, before
3: we cut a break here, we uh, mm. actually had a question. When we come back from break. Yeah, break we got.
2: We're you. gonna dive into. I, I, I know you got a question, but I do want to talk from his perspective now of being able to watch everybody and mm-hmm. like kind of experience everybody and, and get his his high school takes as we uh, as we talk with with Charles James when we come back on the uh, High School Football Podcast. I don't want to complain about the camera too much, so we'll just keep uh, we'll keep rolling here <laughs> uh, as we just have these natural breaks. We're still yeah. still with Charles James um, you know, we you know, get talking some high school football. You know,
3: we get to fill up those breaks. You know that?
2: Well, we do. And Odyssey has that. That's covered. Let's do it. We're not getting any of the money, though, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, what kind of deal are you working for us, man? Uh, I don't on. know,
3: man, but like if you... I think the people... I mean, at least I get gas money, right?
2: Um... Odyssey, I don't know. Episode? YouTube, so like if you watch it on YouTube, you don't have any breaks. But if you listen to the podcast and just mm-hmm. do the audio, yeah. at those breaks, there's like, oh, yeah. be sure to tune into this yeah. podcast, mm-hmm. and Boomer Esiason. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever.
3: So but, that's so here, that's here's my question. Placement. You know, it, 18 months ago, Point Loma had no football season, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think they played two games. and said, we're shutting it down. Our guys can't be competitive. Joel Allen rebuilds the program. I think I know what you're going with this. Institutes the wing tee, mm-hmm. and you look at last night or the last Friday night. He played La Jolla, who was in the championship just a couple of years ago, against Scripps, mm-hmm. and he beats that team forty nine nothing. Mm-hmm. So my question is: as much as everybody in the county and football fans absolutely hate the wing tee, mm-hmm. is it the best offense for high school football?
2: I think that depends, right? I think that really well, depends. Well, let the coach answer. Well, I, I, I'm on. Gonna be, I'm gonna put you're a little side. biased, though. You're a little biased. We're you're both biased. Guy. Both wing T guys. But, right. you know, if I'm, I'm a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. So, from a, from a standpoint of if I was running my own team on offensively, yep, I wouldn't be running a wing T. But it depends, okay, I firing. think. But I think Doyle it depends. <laughs> I think it depends on your personnel. Yeah. And I think uh, Ron Gladick said it when he was at Tory. Mm-hmm. And Sean Doyle says it. I'm sure Charles say the same thing. I, it's a great equalizing offense mm-hmm. based on, you know, if you don't have gigantic linemen or if you don't have maybe all the personnel, you can, you can kind of stay in games or a wing T. And if you look back at all the games cathedral has played against big time opponents that are bigger, faster, stronger than them, the Narbones of the world, right. the Folsom's of the world, right. the, the I mean, Orange Lutheran. I mean, some of the teams that they played in the honor bowl, Sarah Gardena, mm-hmm what keeps them in the game is they run the wing T for about two or three quarters, even when they beat Centennial a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And the other team's freaking out, trying to figure out how to stop it. And at halftime, they they finally figure it out. And by that time, when they start coming back, they're one possession too late, and Cathedral leaves with a victory. And it's always it's always the, yeah. the attitude of, we know how to stop this. This is easy. They come mm-hmm. in, they get punched in the mouth, they're freaking out, mm-hmm. they finally figure it out, and they're a possession behind. So that... I don't know if it's for all of high school, but for me, it's certain personnel. And I'll let. So Charles you just answer. you just
3: let the the secret sauce out of the bag of, of why Doe has been so successful.
2: I've said that on our podcast for the last five <laughs> not, not years. Not that Chris. deep. Not that deep. It happens all the time, not especially that deep, with out of town teams. Yeah, right. they roll in there and you are like, "This is the cathedral team we're supposed to play." The San Diego team, and they brush them aside, and then it's like, okay. "Oh, maybe we don't know how to stop this." So, mm-hmm. it, for you, um, Charles. High school offense is great, or do you think it has to fit the personnel?
4: Personnel, most definitely. Um, I'm I play wide receiver, so I, I love throwing the ball. Now, if I was playing for Coach Jason right now, as a as a player, I would love it. We're right. throwing the ball, right? Well, Robinson wasn't on the team, but right. <laughs> you know, we throwing know, there the is ball, that. right? But um, as a coach, it, it it unless you are bringing it. Bringing in a certain type of kid every year, which means the the transfer portal. <laughs> right. if, you, if you're bringing in a, in a, in a type of kid, transfer portal, you, you know, know, you're bringing in that certain type of kid for that system every year. It's, it's kind of hard to run um, certain offenses. The wing T offense is built for anything. Right. And the thing that where it works well, um, Coach Tracy McNair actually taught me the wing T.
2: Now, they do a great job running their kind of version of that too. Well, he's now he's getting away he's from it. He's
4: throwing a the ball bit. now. Yeah, he's chucking it. Yeah, but if you look at the way I ran the wing tee, and and I say this on record, my wing tee is Tracy McNair, Doyle, Hamamoto, all in one.
2: Who taught Doyle the wing tee? Hamamoto Hamoto. is he is the he's on the Mount Rushmore. Out, yeah, at Cathedral. Yeah, he is the guy. He shows up yeah. and people just. Oh my! It's, he's in the he's in the Hall yeah. He him, taught all yeah. of those coaches. I've heard that go him talk about Hamamoto. Hamamoto a lot. is
4: my favorite yeah. coach. He's great. Yeah. He's he's a heart. He's 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 my favorite coach. As far as when you when you play against him, you really got to prepare. Now, if you have if you just have a dominant team, it's different. But when you right. going against him, he doesn't he doesn't scout you like regular. He scouts you old school. He comes with a pad, a and pencil, and it's right. first down. He's doing this on first down, second down, third. So he's breaking you down so much. That you really have to say, you know, so when I look at these young coaches and they just got the athletes and they're just going out there, it's like, nah. If you Hamamoto, you give him stack teams, he's going to kill you. If you give him a mediocre team, he probably would still beat you. The only way he really loses is if he just doesn't have the weapons. Which
2: is kind of like <laughs> right now, he's just struggling over there. He just doesn't this, have the weapons. <laughs> but he took Lincoln to a CIF championship. Yeah. Yeah. He took... Uni slash Cathedral to CIF. Championship. Mm. He took Rancho Bernardo to CIF championship. Everywhere he's gone, he's, he's take, He took Monta Vista to CIF championship. Yep. He had McClendon. Yeah, yeah. and then did all you, of a sudden, yeah. He did you going. know who
3: he played in that game? What you know? You remember who he played in that game? The eight oh, touchdown right. game for McClendon. I do remember that. Yeah,
4: yeah. he's he's one of the coaches so that don't really. If get Daniel his just deal. catches yeah. that ball, all right. If you if you <laughs> talk about Hamamoto, and I always say and people always challenge me on it. Hamamoto was there when Coach Shack was coaching, <laughs> right? Hamamoto. My, he's,
2: well, he's, if you think about his coaching tree, yeah. too, it's like Sean yeah. Doyle and yeah. it's you know John Montali yep. you know, who who played for him. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, uh, Matt White, yep, mm-hmm. from Marion Catholic. When yep. he Marion Catholic, when mm-hmm. he had PT Gates, yeah, and yeah. they are just destroying people. Yeah. I mean, that's another Hamamoto you know head coach guy. through his through the staff yeah. of, of guys that Hamamoto. You no, know,
3: Hamamoto even coached a kid named Walter Wells and William
2: Wells in golf. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I didn't even know the guy knew golf. But he's, he's legit. Yeah, it's it's interesting that it, it's fun to talk, you yeah. know, wing T again, I wouldn't necessarily run it myself. But again, I think I think a lot of teams in San Diego should run it more. Mm-hmm. I think Point Loma is a great example of why you would be able to run that.
4: Well, um, Joe, he, he ran the wing T at Bishop. Right. He ran variations of it. And, um, he you know, he had different packages, but he did run wing T. So he does. Know the wing team and what it's capable of doing, and especially rebuilding a program. You know, it's it's an easy way if you have smaller linemen to do things. What people don't understand, and I'm giving some of my secrets away right now, is hey, like, You're not <laughs> coaching anymore, it's fine, you're all right. <laughs> what I don't Only understand, on our podcast. that's right. I did a um, I, I went to a culture clinic, and you had some of the it was a live it was called the Living Legend. You remember that clinic? Oh, the yeah, Living yeah. Legends. yeah, yeah, and um. I think it was Ed Burke or somebody said yeah. that he mm-hmm. said um it was old school yeah old school Tory Pines wing right. tee right yeah. there you know and they said um I'm gonna grab face masks why if you have low numbers which is almost every school right now yeah, but absolutely if you have low numbers why would you run spread when they're running bombs and running the whole time right right and then those same players have, have to play defense. play defense against the spread so what the the wing tee does is it. It wears teams down. Now, if my linemen are used to just drop kicking the whole time, which we beat Linfield Christian, we beat the top, and we
3: I was really. By the way, that Linfield you know, Christian game where he coached in, if you ever go back and yeah. look on YouTube and you see me in my my striped, where's Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> Waldo hat? That might have been the greatest yeah. football game I've ever seen.
4: And we and we took Lincoln to overtime, and Don Chapman said, "I didn't know where the ball was," and yeah. you guys had us tired because when you run in spread, you're not built to being worn down. No. Linfield Christian. They were on the – what I noticed, and I watch games, Linfield Christian, starting line, starting running back, starting quarterback, was on the bench every game by second half. They never played four quarters, ever. Right. So our job is to keep them in the game and wear them down.
2: Well, I, I just mm-hmm. think from a defensive standpoint, um, we don't have to prepare for a wing T unless we play Tory. Right, And that's basically it at, the, at, at D1. Mm-hmm. Um, and then – but the, the benefit is we get to see it every day. Mm-hmm. So our kids are used to it. But at the same time, when I, when I break down, when we break down our opponents and I go through the list, if I see they're, wearing, they're running like doubles, mm-hmm. and they're running trips, and they're running you know, any type of form of that, it saves me hours of prep time. Because it's usually it's like all right they're going to run jet they're going to run counter tray they might run dive and if they pull the guard they might run dive, that's dive. It. And, then that's <laughs> it. Yeah, and then that's it and then everything else is just kind of combo rounds yeah. right. and as I teach the secondary like I I'll go through I've done it at least three or four times this year we do install day on Monday and I go yeah. okay guys they're going to run doubles gun yeah. they're going to run t- some type of flood pattern that way they're going to run all goes. All hitches or like all slants. Yeah. Nothing we haven't seen before. Let's move on to the next thing. It's just so it's, it's so quick. But you play Tory and it's like, all right, guy blocks down, you have to fill. If he releases, you got to cover the zone. You gotta worry about this stuff. If that guard pulls, you gotta mm-hmm. go with I mean, it's just so much more stuff for a yeah. high school kid to, remember. to try to see it and, and if get you're, it right. And if you're good at it, you have no idea where the ball
4: and is. And the funny yeah. thing is you hear from other coaches that the wing tee is a pop Warner offense. Right. When you have the spread, it's only four plays that you can really run. Right. And if I have a secondary, you're pretty much done. Right. So the spread offense is zone read. You got an inside zone, outside zone. You got oh, combos. I love when teams run zone. <laughs> it's just like oh, it's <laughs> yeah. just tagging plays, zone, That's zone, it. zone. Nobody pulls, combos, just same stuff. Combos you can go. And then the funny thing is when you take a, you take four guys, you put them over here, or you put them over there, and everybody's like, oh my god, it's so sophisticated. No, it's not. Yeah, quad, just because <laughs> there's four guys over there. Wing T is very hard to stop. Um, I will tell you this on the last thing because I, I don't. I, I, I go all day on wing T. Okay, how many? Th- like when teams say, "Okay, we're running up the score. We're gonna do this." I, I can have the weakest team ever. I, I I'll never. You'll never put that many points up on me ever. Oh. Control the clock. Control, control the
2: clock. Three yards in a cloud of dust. We're, we're playing. The, we're you playing control chess, the clock. Not checkers.
4: So when you have two spread teams, you can get 60, 70 points put up on you because you're going three and out. You know, but how many seconds is in each play?
2: It's usually like six, mm.
4: eight to ten from the from the mark of the ball. Th- to oh, the it's usually
2: when the, like, to the one that like lands. Yeah, probably like I see all the time when I see the clips we get back. It's like anywhere is like ten. yeah eight to as much as like fifteen.
4: So from the whistle blown to the next whistle, how many seconds?
2: Twenty five seconds. What? <laughs> 20 seconds 50, it's 45 40 bro. Five seconds. Yeah, it 45 seconds are you talking about the play clock the play clock. oh yeah play oh, yeah. clock so
4: yeah. now technically you could almost waste a whole minute each play right. that's how i beat a lot of teams because we, we're gonna drain a clock i'm not what are you talking about i'm getting my guys win back and i'm gonna drain a clock plus plus in high school if you take a delay
2: a game the clock resets okay.
4: nobody yeah. ever does that on that note it's amazing
2: to me that nobody ever that does note. that Take a quick break. I do want to talk more with Charles. We do. I do too. We're gonna take a quick break. There's a couple of things I want to. I want to go into the the war stories that Charles has been a part of in terms of high school football coaching, some games that he's been in, you know, different different things yeah. and, and, and game game stories. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll take it from there.
3: Where are we top ten? I want to hear what your top ten Senegal football teams are. Top ten? Yep. Let's hear. Starting at t- uh, starting at one and then go down. Lincoln he's number one team. Lincoln. Okay, two.
4: Crossback. Three. Um, I like uh, Madison.
3: Okay, four. Granite Hills. Five. Um, Brayden, you can't look upset right now, okay? Put your media hat on, no, not your football. Coach. Oh wait, wait,
4: hold on, hold on. Yeah, take I that back. Take say, take take t- t- I got to wait. I got to... Hold on, wait. No, I I will put cathedral, cathedral over Madison. Okay, so there are three. Madison's four. And then Granite's five. Right, that's why, why I got to stop. All I right. can't go too far down. No Helix. You can't go anymore? No Helix. Oh, that's what I'm saying. We're gonna give him a list. No Mother Day. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> no Mother Day. Yeah. Well. Oh, dude. A Helix before Mother Day. Mother Day. Day. Helix. All those. Helix. Helix is definitely. Over Granite Hills. Yeah. Helix definitely over Granite Hills. Who do you think it's going to win that game, Granite or Helix? It's going to be a tough one because Granite Hills playing good ball right now. Yeah. And that line, you know, they got good backs. They got good wide receivers. They're all bought in. But when I when I look at a team, I look at the line. And Granite Hill line is is massive. They believe in the system. So that that's one thing I like about them. I think Granite Hills line easily. And the last thing I want to ask you. Man. Being the recent inductee
3: to the Hall of Fame for Senegal High School. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on how the program is being run right now?
2: Uh, That's a tough question. To yeah. Ask. Come I, on, I, dude. Hey, I, yeah, dude. I told you I was going to put his third up, man.
3: Listen, I, I, I've got my thoughts. And after he's done, I'll share my okay. thoughts. Okay.
4: So I'll say this. Internally, I don't know what's going on there. Because right. I, I haven't been there. But I've been to a couple games, and um, Coach is doing a, a pretty good job. Um they're they're winning games. They I, I think they're they're three and two. I think three three. They're at five hundred, which is which is a goal of mine every year to go five hundred. And um so he plays some some team stuff. So on the outside looking in, um record wise they're doing pretty good. I don't I don't know um internally you know. How often do you keep in touch
3: with them? Do you still talk to him?
4: Yeah, occasionally I talk to him. With uh, you know, if I go to the game, I tell him good game and the things that I see. They ever you call know. you for advice? Um, sometimes. Yeah. Not not far as the play calling and stuff like that, but yeah. definitely, um, you know, stuff that that I see or something like that. Um, halftime because what you don't understand two two of the brothers on that team were my actual teammates. So I actually, you know. Um, Play ball with with two of the the coaches that you know, um, and so we we talk on a different level, um, far as um you know halftime like what do you see out there keep this going or keep this going and, you know small stuff like that but they definitely um do reach out mm.
3: cool so I'll give you my thoughts uh this is a different program than when Charles was there uh, I think the culture is a little bit different um, I don't know that they have the same focus on getting kids to college that Charles had when he was there. Um, this is just my observation as a media person. I don't talk to anybody inside the program or do I have any interior knowledge whatsoever. Um, it's just vis- it's the visibility of it. And you don't see, I don't see the program promoting their athletes uh, the way Charles did when he was there. And I'm just hoping that, you know, these kids get the same opportunities to go to college uh, that they did when Charles was there. Year in, year out, when Charles was coaching there, I saw... Every, at least five, six, seven guys every year getting to college. and I, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe that'll come. Um, but, you know, that's my only concern. And that's a big difference I see. It's not just uh, the football-wise, but the, the, the academics of it and getting kids really ready for college and making sure their SATs are, are done. So I think that a lot of stuff, people only focus on what happens on the field. But I'd like to see what happens off the field in the offseason and how many kids from this team actually go off to play college. I'd like to see that legacy that Charles built uh, continue with San
2: oh, We talked about that before, but the, the great job Charles did with not only winning on the field, but obviously off the field as well. I, I do want to talk a couple of things. Just just go down some memory lane with, with you as a coach. Um, you know, just maybe some games that, you know, you remember the most that were the most memorable for for you or most exciting games. It could be wins or losses and, and times that you thought, man, I just really had to coach my ass off in that game. Um, you know, some fun fun moments of being a high school football coach. Right. We
4: we got some some good battles. The 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 trilogy of the Kearney oh, s- oh, series Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the Kearney series was uh, very fun, um, week in and week out. And um, you know, something uh, you know that the new coaches at Senegal High um, they kept that tradition going. <laughs> they won the other day. Um but I remember my first year there, and it was a struggle. So it's going to take some time, and and um, you know to get things going. But um, I, I love that that series with me and Will. I I don't think there ever will be um, a sold numbers out the yeah, game for regular straight. season football numbers game. like that. As far as that game, that game was crazy, man. man
2: for like four years straight, yeah. like sold out. We were trying to do one of those games on the radio, but they didn't have. Yeah. press box I remember studios. that yeah we tried to I was there to make that happen
4: I was there yeah. but those games were so much fun yeah that so that I remember that um that will always be great me and Will talk about that all the time like I, it'll never be again I, I don't even think it would be ever again like that in the city to be honest with you I don't think it'll be that much buzz um you know all the media was in um Chris was in PPR so like it, it was so much in it Chris had me and will doing commercials and <laughs> it, it was, it was it was fun he' doing crazy stuff yeah, man. so um that and then the two top games probably would be against central um coming back I think it was like a minute and thirty coming back and uh, Jaden Wickware you know I said, hey, we had a great season you know and he was like no we're we're gonna win this game and he goes in there. He gets a, a sack in the end zone for a, a, a safety. They kick it to him. He runs it back. Then he goes a wide receiver, and Thomas Marcus throws him the touchdown all in a minute 30 game. and 30 game. That's insane. And, wow. and, we, and we win the game.
3: And if you know Jaden, that's what makes it even more special.
4: <laughs> that was crazy. Fast forward, and then you got the Linfield game. It was somewhat similar. And then they kick it to him again, and he runs it back. One of the slowest on the team. <laughs> but he has – Jaden ran at least eight or nine touchdowns back. And um, Chris is there going crazy. Simmons wears waddle hat. <laughs>
3: he ran on that you got to look on YouTube and you find know. that video, man. It's hilarious.
4: But um, that those, those were very amazing games. And even at that point, too, Linfield ranked number one in the state in total offense and ranked number two in the nation.
3: It was it was crazy, and you know who the offensive you know. coordinator was in that year? No, Keithley like Smith. Oh, really? <laughs> they had a whole That's NFL right. staff.
4: Yeah, but what I think people sometimes what we we don't do, and I I kind of got upset about that was they kind of took away the the props from our kids at that time. Our kids never came out the field. Ray Hunter and those guys never right. came out the field, and they're they're being held down to a different standard because they have two thousand girls in the school. Oh, <laughs> you man. know, like. The, the girls outweigh the boys in the numbers. It's like 8 to 1. And then they say, okay, you have 3,000 kids, so you guys should have been in a higher division. Like, that's not the fact. But then you have Linfield Christian, who can handpick who they want, We're bigger, faster, stronger than this, hands down.
3: Yeah, that tight end was no joke. <laughs> I remember that game. That Five guys went Pac-12. Yeah, that tight end was no joke.
4: And then we come back and we win, and then they, oh, you guys got 3,000 kids. What is that? We only had 17 on the field.
3: Uh, <laughs> so yeah i mean you, know. you do school size and two-thirds of those are girls yeah.
2: how does that add up yeah. well i mean the school size thing it's just i think we talked about it before so if I you a if you if you're gonna like the private school versus the the big school if you're a private school and you're going as big it's the same thing it's basically the same thing in terms of the the deal i don't know why you complain. you made it that far why would you complain after you lost it's right. just it was just it's just so, sour so grapes, here, you know? here's right. here's my
3: question you right. know uh Over the last couple of years, you've been very vocal about the ranking systems, about putting teams um, in different divisions or whatnot. (coughs) You've talked about the transfer portal. You've talked a lot about the administration of high school football. So my question is, when you go run for CIF commissioner? Never. (laughs) You didn't hear him
2: before he started? He has <laughs> no enemies right now. He's <laughs> no enemies. To keep it that way.
4: I'm actually um, going to be joining you'd be, CIF this year. Right you be really, really good at CIF. No, really no. Joe, Joe is a mentor of mine. I look up to him so much. And. Um, not only that is, uh you know, I'm, I'm volunteering too. You know, people call my phone when they heard that I'm going to be just helping out. I'm, I'm pushing papers for CIF. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> I can't change anything. You hear that? He's, <laughs> he's pushing transfer paperwork. That's right. Oh
3: no! Did I hear that right? Did I hear that right?
2: When one, yeah, when one certain school me, has let, all these kids, all of a minute,
3: sudden, San Diego get 15 yeah, transfers. Wait, wait, on. On. Let me rephrase they that. I'm in D4 now,
4: That's Mr. Right. Hines. Do you need coffee? I'm gonna <laughs> go <get it. laughs>
2: But no, Wait, So I, he does yeah. have a – you hear he's going to be at the CAF office. good. I just need to pass my paper to him to pass yeah, the paper to Joe Hines <laughs> if I need any messages. There we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold Can on. I get some money on this? No. Tell him this right here. On? On. That's right. Listen. I need,
3: I'm going to need – coach, I'm going to need this transfer put through. Listen, I'm.
4: I'm Coaches. only – a volunteer, okay. Got Benjamin right there. <laughs> can, can I get that
3: transfer put <laughs> through? Can I, can I, this is how you make
4: it happen. All right, man. You are gonna have my <laughs> phone. He's gonna be fired you before, have he gets him before hired, I even dude. get there.
3: Jeez.
4: All I am doing is, hey, where do we want the chain game to go? <laughs> it's, it's all
3: good. No, it, I mean, if you know Charles and you know his history, uh, going back to University City and what he's done in San Diego. On a more serious note, he's one of the people that lives, eat, breathes football. And uh, his mm-hmm. character is impeccable. Um, I've never known him to do anything immoral, illicit. I mean, his paperwork's always by the book. Um, even when, you know, we had a kid named uh, Kyle Simpson that, mm-hmm. that played for him that transferred to, uh, which is now Sierra Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles made sure that his paperwork w- was done and done correctly and, and, you know, took it to the AD. So he's always been by the book. Um, sometimes that drives me mm-hmm. crazy because I'll call him and he'll – Quote eighteen different pages of the, the rule book to me, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even care. That's just wrong. But you know, um, so I'm really excited to see what he'll he'll do uh, with this time at CIF, even if it is just getting Joe coffee. Yeah,
2: <laughs> getting Joe a cup of Joe. Well done, <laughs> good job, Charles. I'm gonna have to get him a t-shirt.
3: Man, always I'm one of my Joe a cup of Joe.
2: Always one of my favorite interviews too with all the coaches that I interview because it says it how it is. Yeah, it's great. Um, how much time we got? Uh, we probably got one more break, but we got to cut this one. All right, let's we'll break, and we come back. We'll let um let the media man Charles James pick some games with us. We'll wrap through it, and we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up on the high school football cool. podcast. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping it up here with Charles. James. a little bit longer of a podcast this week because we shortchanged it last week with only yeah. thirty minutes. Um, but it was still good content. We're talking it's about not, transfers. It's not often you get a Hall of Fame ring in the bed, that's right, right, man. That Hall of Fame rings blinding me the entire time. It's <laughs> shining right in my eyes. <laughs> Sure, no, I want my TCU Alamo Bowl one. <laughs> no, I'm
3: still trying to get my uh, golden microphone trophy.
2: you supposed to have one of those? No, I got a plaque. Oh, man. He uh, did get a plaque. He was got the first plaque. one. All right. let's, p- let's pick some games because who knows how long that camera's going to last. <laughs> that's, that's inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, game of the week: Lincoln Hornets at the Cathedral Catholic Dons. I don't have a spread on that one. Seven o'clock at Mira Mesa High School. I will not pick this game since I'm obviously a coach. Who you got? Now nah, you go first. Guess first.
4: Oh, Lincoln, what are we talking about? <laughs> Cathedral. All
2: right. What? You guys split it. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you there, Charles. The La Costa Canyon Mavericks favored by 10 at the El Camino Wildcats. North County oh, Game of the Week. you know what? I'm I
4: I've I've went against Megatron. It's a little inside joke right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm confused as hell. <laughs> I I forget his name now. Co- what's the head coach La Casa? Oh, Sovocal? Yeah, Sovocal. Megatron. <laughs> I was
0: like, "Wait, what?"
4: <laughs> so, he just called some Megatron. It's Megatron. So, I I um what's we were name? doing the um the All-Star game. Oh, yeah, oh, that's right. Right? right? Yeah. Is that the okay. North? Is that the okay. Spanos one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And so I always call myself Optimus Prime. Right? So he's Megatron. The leader of the yeah. free world, right? Yeah, now I got it. So, All I right. go up, we had to do the, like, what the we had to is do he the hell are talking about? We had to do the, the, the thing, and I go, you know, Optimus Prime out, and I drop the mic. Yeah. So he picks it up, and he says, <laughs> Megatron. Oh, and <yeah>, <laughs> hey, now I get it. So I'm going to
2: go with LaCosta on this one. You're going with yeah. Megatron minus minus. I'm taking LaCosta. I'll take LaCosta La as well. East County Game of the Week. We haven't really been able to mention this. I talked to you about it off air. Yep. Uh, so Ron Berner Sr., yeah, the head coach of the El Cap Vaqueros, is going for win number 100 Woo-hoo. on Friday. Yep. His son, Ron Berner Jr., is mm-hmm. coaching defense for Santana, Uh-oh. who he's going against on Friday. Ron Berner Jr. against uh, for Santana prevented Troy Starr for getting win number 100 last, last week. week. So he goes back-to-back weeks playing a coach trying to get his 100th win, and now it's his dad. Who do you got? You got Pops or you got the son in lcap Cap versus Santana? Pops trying to get 100. I got Pops. I got El Cap. Okay, I got so pops.
3: I'm going to say this, and I'm going to piss a whole bunch of people oh, off Oh, God, on this, here we so, go. Okay, you ready? I'm going to go with the coach who actually knows how to coach. Ron Burner, senior.
2: Oh, okay. Well, Yeah, you're going to make some people mad. You're going to piss a lot of people <laughs> off with that. But you're going with Pops. There so ain't no love lost there. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, City game of the week. Mira Mesa Marauders, 4-1 at the Madison Warhawks, 5-0. Madison's favored by 16 in that game.
4: Mm. Man, that's a good one. You know, um. I don't think they'll win by 16, but I think Matt's going to pull it off. One thing about Rick Jackson, man, uh, R- Rick can coach, but um, in close games i just seen him pull too many out that was close. Right. Like throughout his whole career I've seen him pull out tight ones like that. So I think it's going to be a tight one, but I think he's going to come out on top. I did not seen it too many times. <laughs> so today, uh, September
3: 27th, is Rick Jackson's birthday. Is it really? So happy birthday, Coach Jackson. A mm. um, really, know, really more realize, later, right? Say again? I know that's yeah, okay. Right, but he'll see it. He'll know that I wish him a happy birthday on his birthday. So it's all good.
2: Are you going to try to what? lighten him up before you pick against them? Right
3: <laughs> <laughs> are, are you trying to steal my thunder here? I'm just saying, go ahead. Are you trying to steal? My, you, you need extra air time. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> no, I've had plenty of air time. <laughs> the last a five a, a really, Aurelio Morales does a fantastic job with uh, with uh, Mesa, but I just think that mm-hmm. the, the, the defense for Madison is too much. That they they are young. They are bulls. And I don't know that, you know, they're gonna be able to
2: match up with Madison.
3: Madison wins wins. I this got game. Madison as well.
2: Uh, other notable games. Mission Bay Bucks at University City. University City by seventeen. I'm gonna go university. You and I gotta go you know,
4: the home you team. You're you <laughs> gonna take your Bucks?
2: You know what I'm taking in that game? Your Bucks?
3: Sam Cooper.
2: So, He's you a see, difference you're maker not in that game.
3: Sam Cooper's going to run for 200 and pass for 300.
2: San Diego Cavers at the La Jolla Vikings. Vikings favored by 15. I, I got to go with the Cavers, man. I can't go against them. <laughs> against the cavers. <laughs> I can't Listen, Listen, La Jolla. You thought he gets some phone Jolla calls at the CIA. Yeah, right, I promise you had him right. picks against the Cavers on the show. La Jolla. We're let him back on campus.
3: La Jolla got throttled by Point Loma last year. He did week. get throttled. I mean, 49 zip. Two
2: losses in a row. Lost to too. Gonna,
3: yeah, they lost to Morris. They're going to write the ship. Ride the ship. They're going to ride right the ship. I know. And they're going to beat San Diego. I'm sorry. Sorry, I Coach.
2: Was it Sail the Ship? It's not their slogan. Sail the Ship. I think we can pull it off. Kearney Comets favored by seven at the Claremont Chieftains. Who? Yeah. I'm going to go Kearney. I'm going Kearney. Did mm. you forget Claremont has a football team?
3: Ever since Ryan Gladnik
2: Gladnick left? Yeah. It's we been a long time since problems. Claremont's been good. Del, does Lee Cole and the Del Norte Nighthawks upset Connor Rath and the Poway Titans. No, absolutely not.
3: Not a chance. I'll take Poway. Poway's they're, favored they're gonna, by thirty-five. Lee, I take love him you. To the I take love you, <laughs> Lee. But Poway's too much.
2: The battle of the Patriots: Patrick Henry Patriots at the Christian Patriots. Patrick Henry with the new New England Patriots logo. Christian with the old New England Patriots logo. Going out again. <laughs> battle of the Pats. I'm
4: gonna go with Pats. Christian.
3: I'm gonna go with Patrick Henry. I'm taking Henry. I'm I'm gonna go with Christian. Ooh, I seen Coach. Patrick
4: Henry last night. Last I mean week? last last week. Yeah. They beat Morris though, didn't they? Yeah, they beat Morris. And Morris is a good football team. Was you go at the game? Oh, he like knows that? something. That it it shouldn't have been a loss. Really? It shouldn't have been a loss. But you know, um, but it wasn't the cause or nothing. It was
2: just it shouldn't have been a loss. A missed tackle here, a missed tackle
4: right. there. Uh, you know.
2: So all right, so you're going with Christian. So uh, you're not
3: a big fan. Of what you're saying there is you're not a big fan of the Morris defensive coordinator, huh?
2: No, the, they, they did. <laughs> <laughs> this and, is why we don't get
4: guests. You scare them away. And you want to know something? The defensive coordinator was my ex-player, one the oh. best
2: football player I've ever coached. Imperial oh. Tigers Tyler at the Button. Calexico Bulldogs. <laughs> Imperial's 4-1, and one, Calexico's 5-0. and oh. Charles, I know you're going to be driving out there for the PPR to watch that game. No. So Wait, Imperial trying- against who? I, I think that's part Imperial of his contract. Imperial the I don't know anything about really those two teams. I will go Imperial. With Imperial. I saw I'm, Imperial. I'll take Imperial. I'm going. to yeah, go I'm taking Imperial. Modern Day at Central. They're driving out there. That's Modern, O-P- Modern O-P- Day. Modern Day. Day. Absolutely. Yeah. RBV against Ramona. That's an interesting game because RBV is coming off a loss. Ramona already lost to Fallbrook. They're not the favorite in the Valley League anymore. RBV. I think they were upset about that loss last week,
4: and so I think they'll they'll battle back. Ain't no way the coach on the hill is going to let them lose to RBV. It's all
3: of
2: Ramona in that game. It's at Ramona, too. Yep. you got to go up the Ramona. You're mountain. not losing. Coach yeah, is not it's letting it's them hard. lose that it's game. It's hard to play in there. Yeah. Small town Americana yeah. that's up it, there. Yeah. I got that's Ramona Friday Night Lights right. up there, baby. There's yeah. only like two or three high schools in San Diego that have that kind of vibe. Yep. Uh, and Ramona's one of them. And Car- I ain't going against him. Carl's bad at Tory. Carl's bad. I got Carl's bad. Yeah. see that. Yeah. I think that's it. That's all I got. It's it. You want to pick the Oceanside Mission Hills game? Is there a point to that? No.
3: Oceanside is terrible, dude. Mission Oceanside. Bring Coach Carroll back. Can we start that hashtag? I'm surprised at that hashtag. Haven't. Bring Coach Carroll back.
2: You think his son would leave San Marcos?
3: Yeah. To go to Oceanside? To go back to Oceanside? Absolutely. I
2: don't know. I wouldn't.
3: Absolutely.
4: Have you seen their facilities? Go San Marcos. San Marcos. That. Their school was
3: gorgeous. does not matter, man. man. Your dad, it looks your dad college. Would, no, yeah. Your dad was a legend. But he can make codes. his. The field own. is named
2: after him. He's got a very large school in an area that produces really good. Really at least good at, at. they used to have really good pop Warner teams. So I don't know if they still do. If you or know not, the Carols, if you know they the got the a freshman over there. They got a no, He's right a sophomore now. He's a sophomore. Oh, he's right sophomore? Nicks, they got yep. Texas. Nick is too. a freak. Yeah. Give him like two years. I call that kid skates. They gonna pass up Mission Hills in two years?
3: They might have already passed up Mission Hills.
2: They played each other at the Discovery, Discovery Bowl,
4: Bowl last week of the year. I I like. I like what they're doing over there because they're like contenders now.
2: Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. They yeah. get some big wins. Dude, I mean, they're me still kind of fighting through yeah. the pain. Never
3: pains. hire a coach from New Hampshire <laughs> for the North <laughs> County again. Can we all agree on that? Oh, man. That that was a huge mistake. Let's I've, ask
4: this, though. What's that? What if Coach Carroll joins his son? He already is there. He, he, he works there. He's, a, he's part of that staff. I'm pretty sure, I sure thought Coach Carroll's on staff. I thought he was coming next year.
3: No, I'm pretty sure he's already on staff. Oh, okay. If not, if they're breaking down film together, I mean, he's helping little
4: Johnny. I mean, so I'm sure if he gave him a phone, yeah. call, he'd probably answer. So let's 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 build a new legacy,
2: San Marcos Knights.
4: <laughs> yeah, let's get Terrell Terrell Burgess to
3: donate some of that Super Bowl money to <laughs> yeah, his yeah, high school yeah. alumni. What do you think?
2: Kyle Phillips just got a new contract, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both <laughs> of those guys yeah. need to
3: donate some money, right? You got Tennessee yeah. Titans, and you got. Yeah, I you, I know, felt bad for, you got LA Rams. Poor,
2: poor Kyle Phillips, man. Two muff punts. The NFL is not no, tough, pretty, dude. Yeah. As yeah. a rookie, throwing a rookie out there as a punt returner is tough. But he—he he, that kid's dead. That's he's sauce. tough, man. Did you see Tannehill he's when tough. he drops back though, and he needs something to throw to? Yeah, yeah. you sure going he's to him? You see looking? You're sure going he's looking. <laughs> it's going to Phillips, right? It's going to Kyle Phillips. I like
4: Phillips' game. I, I really like his game. You know, I'm a wide receiver, so I look at stuff like that. Um, you know.
3: Okay, he, my last question. Got to go. With you got one more question. Lot. We got because yeah. we got to wrap
2: it up. Yeah. Got to yeah. pack go. all stuff.
3: Let's go. go. Let's go. Last mm-hmm. question. Who is the best football player to ever come out of San Diego?
4: To ever come out of San Diego? ever. You got multiple. We got four Heisman Trophy winners.
3: Yeah. This Heisman City, baby.
4: We have more than we states. More than yeah. The best player to ever come out of San opinion. Diego. On all levels. Everything.
2: Are we talking best high school player or best, like, athlete? Like, what are we talking about here? Best high school player. So he had to be, like, a stud in high school. Yeah. You yeah. got to go with Marcus. Yeah, I I'm agree. Down.
3: I would actually say I would. Wow, that's
2: the first time I think we've ever agreed on that. <laughs> you <laughs> got first, you Marcus go Marks, Allen. Yeah, Marcus Allen over all the other Heisman Trophy Listen, I don't even think. Listen,
3: I'll be on the record here. Reggie Bush wasn't even the best running back on that team. Well, there's a lot of
2: times like Alex Smith yeah, like, was on that team. Like, let's talk about like like Mission Lord, Bay when they Lover. had like Arian Foster. Just from mm-hmm. experience of my my dad coaching, he's like. We weren't even really worried about Aaron Foster. They had yeah. receivers that were better than he was. Yeah. And so there's a lot of guys that like grow in college. Yeah. But we well, look I mean, at who's the
3: uh, Ricky Williams? Ricky Williams. Wise. Right. Wasn't that good? No, nah,
4: Ricky was good, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tackled Ricky Williams. What I do you played mean? against Ricky. Ricky, Ricky was, was good. not that good, bro. Connor Smith was better than him.
2: Ricky Williams the won a Heisman at him. the University of Texas, you know found him in San Diego, dude. That's pretty impressive. Man, Big
4: Gates. And you know, PT Dave Gates. Gates. No, Dave Gates. Was probably one of the best D linemen ever. What about Lincoln Kennedy? Lincoln Kennedy was a O lineman, but Big Dave said that Leroy Glover that he was one of the best. Jamal Agnew,
2: another point, Loma Kid, yep. Eric Allen.
3: Eric Allen's up there. Eric Allen might be number two or
2: three. Produced a lot. San Diego's produced a lot. Rashad Salam. Rashad Salam. I thought, thought he was at La Jolla Country Day. Everybody said that because I he was, was so at Lohia Country at La Jolla Day. Country Day. Wins Heisman yeah. Trophy. My top three will be
4: Marcus, Reggie, and Ricky. You got one That's more fair. though. Make it Mount Rushmore. Yeah, one more to that.
3: Just add the other Heisman. Yeah, so yeah. Just, Just add There you, the go. Other Heisman, here you go. No, because well, I'm gonna throw a name out at you, Teddy
4: Lawrence. Ted Lawrence is good, he but a when, freak athlete. But when you say the best, you're talking about all of them. We're talking about Marcus was dominant in youth, everything, like high Marcus school, is by college, far the best pros. Pros. pro. He yeah, was the he was by far the best. It, it, the, best. the
2: best. He's the best. He's the best pro he's
0: ever
3: come out, out of San Diego in football
2: ever. Yeah. He's in a, he's in a class of his own, bro. So he's better than TD was in the pros for yes, sure. He's yes. better than Ricky Williams. All the pros, He's the top. And
3: mm-hmm. just the way he handled his business, the top took care of things in the classroom yeah. on the football field. Even when he had the, the troubles with with Al Davis, he didn't speak on them. He kept everything right. in house. And then hey, you know what? They brought over him, over him here, Bo to Jackson. and do with mm-hmm. him, right? I mean, dude. Marcus Allen was just
4: Marcus And then Allen. He went to a whole other team and still, but still, balls. Good,
2: really. You were on it. That was great. Alley. I didn't have to bleep it out in post. You just no. you bleeped it yourself. That was yeah. great. Uh, yeah. We got to wrap it up. Right. Charles, nice really appreciate the time. Hey, that was great. We yeah. could talk to you for hours. We don't have that much time on the podcast, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And the more I talk to you, the more I got to edit when I go home. So <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap this up. TD, as always, I'm Braden Soprano. Thanks again for tuning in the High School Football Podcast.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,